Pepsi. Hey, this is Tristan A. Hip Cooks in West Los Angeles, and today I'm going to show you how to make the best baked chicken wings ever. What now? G'day everybody, welcome to the Footy Show episode 118, got it right this week, I'm Warwick Nicholson, it's the Round 22 preview on our NRL podcast. Don't have everybody here with me, last week I had Maria, I had Jakey Jake and the Funky Bunch, I had DC Chapman, this week it's just me, I'm talking to Nick McInerney, oh, sorry, James Blunt, I actually found him, and of course Maggie Duncan, and Eyes brings us home. Not the Footy Show, episode 118, the Round 22 preview. Gotta ask yourself the question, the question, the question, the question. Where are you now? Pepsi. Okay, everyone, it's time for James Blunt, Acker, Nick McInerney, Acker, Mac McInerney, whatever his name is, to kick off Not the Footy Show. Here he is. Let's see if he answers his question. Answers his phone call actually. Let's talk to Jimmy Blunt here on Not the Footy Show. Very disappointed he didn't start off singing the song, mate. Everybody, Nick McInerney, Acker, James Blunt, or Blunty as I'm calling him for the rest of his life, is here on the show once again. Good to have you back, champion. It has. Now, I think we spoke to you about round three, didn't we? Oh, man. Probably even pre-season. <laughs> What's been happening, mate? What's been happening in your general life? I mean, I'm sure our listeners uh, want to know. Other than struggling to get a call-up for NTFS. <laughs> <Not a whole laughs> struggling. Huh? Moved, moved on from the, uh, the glorious heights of the Premier League football to uh, go and play a couple of games of all age four. Oh, good to see. So you finally reached the level that you were destined for. That's pretty much it. Uh, yes, everybody. Mac McInerney can play some of the round ball variety. But we have to get you on because unlike the rest of us nuffs who have been doing the show every week, I feel like we've been sort of slightly insular, slightly talking about just what we feel like is important. And we just wanted to get someone who's been drifting on the outside, seeing the game for what it is, and giving him, him, giving him, giving us his top five moments since Origin. So, do you reckon you're up for that, mate? Yeah, I can do it, Wonder. You can do it? All right, good man. All right, Blungy, where are you now, number five? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Go again, because you cut out. I've, I can edit that. It's all right. Uh, here we go. The secret envelope has been opened. For number five, we have the Storm getting absolutely smashed for five consecutive rounds. What is the answer? How has it happened? You've been watching from the outside, mate. What's been happening? How are Melbourne losing? Who knows, man. Uh, A big factor, Billy Slater. I mean, he came back on the weekend and he he did look to have, you know, he looked like he sort of spotted right back in, but he definitely didn't have the legs. Um, He's a pretty crucial part of that attack and... Yeah, I think they've just, I don't know, it's like since Origin has just absolutely killed them. Before Origin, you'd be stupid to have been betting on anybody else. Now you're almost as equally stupid for saying that they can they can even win it. So you're you're riding off the Melbourne Storm in 2012? Well, I think a lot of people are. I, I still personally think they've got enough rounds left. 
being round 22 coming this weekend to find some form and, and to get back to that same team they were pre-season. Um, however, did they peak too early? I don't know. Maybe they've just run out of pass. Okay, there he is. Insight from the Mac Attack. Melbourne losing five straight is his fifth top moment since Origin. Number four. Here we go. Number four, opening the magic envelope. And it is <laughs> Brett Morris, who is pretty much single-handedly the only person who can score any points for the Dragons at the moment. <laughs> um, do you agree with the decision to move him to the wing? Do you think that's had actually an impact on how he's played or what? Uh, mate, to be honest, I think he's been our best player all season by streaks, um, particularly in attack. Even when he was the number one, he had a massive impact on, on the game for us. And, um, yeah, he, he definitely earned his spot in the uh, in the decider in the origin. I think he should have been picked before that. Um, but, yeah, Waite's form obviously uh, gave him an opportunity and man, I think he had a cracker in that third game and ever since he's carried that form to the Dragons. Now, do you think that his form's good enough to get you guys into the top eight? Well, I think we need somebody else who can score a point. Now, I think defensively we've shown glimpses of the Dragons of old or the Bennett Dragons. Um, but, mate, if you can't score points... Um, and you know what? We looked pretty good on the weekend without one Jamie Sowers who's not been very impressive this year. I feel like I've heard that uh, comment before. <laughs> I feel like you probably have all week in the media. Um, but, but did you notice that we've been talking about Not The Footy Show for about two years? Sorry? We've been mentioning that and not the footy show for about two years, that Nathan Fien is a better half than he is a hooker and the Dragons look more yeah, patent well, than him at six. Wasn't, wasn't he outstanding? Was absolutely unbelievable. So. Do you think uh, Soward's finished as a Dragon? I don't think he's finished. Um, I think he's, he certainly needs to change something, though. He's nowhere near the form that he was that was getting him borderline picked for state of origin in and out of the team. Um, he's not having anywhere near as big an impact on games. Uh, I don't know if that's because Hornby is, is not adding as much in attack or um, not really compliment. They're not complimenting each other as much. Now Hornsby's a bit running out of legs, but, um, oh, wow. For Fien to, to just rock up and do a job like that made Tower look pretty, uh, pretty average, I think. Okay, number three. Okay, here we go. <laughs> do you want me to get some paper out here and make some noise for you? Okay, here we go. It's a bit of a long one. <laughs> the fact that you cannot tip a winner at the moment. Um, the bottom teams are smashing it, and the top teams are just getting punished. Um, it's, it's awesome. I think it's great for the competition. I, I can't tip. Last weekend, not this weekend, I got five. Not that I sent them through to you. So no, no, so you got, you got zero. Um. <laughs> the previous week, two from eight. Um, haven't tipped that badly for as long as I can remember. Um, it's just amazing to see three of the top five just get punished week in, week out. Um, and the bottom, a couple of the bottom, like the bottom teams, like the Titans, the Raiders, and Parramatta, um, just beating everyone they should. Um, fantastic for the comp, but. An absolute nightmare for tipping. It, it sort of uh, brings along the question: is you know, once again, how long is the season should how long should the season be? Because if uh, Parramatta and the rest of them haven't got their act together by now, should they really be, get a chance to beat up on dud teams at the end of the year? I don't know. Uh, what I what I can't believe is the Titans are eight. Seriously, yeah. at the beginning of the season, and even after the first third of the season, I was saying worst NRL team that I've seen in ten years. And they're somehow sitting in eight. Other teams have done it before, mate. Oh, no, it's, it's just the way the competition... Basically, I wrote it today on the, web, the Knights website. All you have to do is have one or two good runs, and it gives you a chance to make the top eight. And that's the thing for the Knights this weekend. They play the Dogs, and if they take that opportunity and beat the Dogs, 
they, they're not home, but they're, you know, all of a sudden, six good weeks of football are going in the eight. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, I don't know, I don't really have any questions. I think the biggest question that I'm asking is... Um, have been too badly affected by Origin having more players um, taking the lumps and bumps from Origin and not being able to back up in that second half of the season what do we do about that? I think we, we have to go to a standalone week for Origin It'd be nice but no, I think uh, Des Hasler called for it today again uh, but I just uh, can't see it happening mate uh, yeah. It's not going to happen Not going to happen Okay, number two, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I've just moved my... Who on earth, who on earth is going to make the eight? I honestly can't pick it. Although I did have a bit of an epiphany. Oh, um, epiphany. Epiphany. Um, there are a number of teams that are in the logjam. However, there's only probably one or two of those teams that I would actually want to make the eight. And it, it pains me to say, like, this is for the, for the excitement of the finals. I don't want the Dragons to make the eight. If I'm purely an NRL fan who wants to see a team that gets in the eight who actually has the potential <laughs> to win the GS. Yep. Because the Dragons, they want, if they make it, they'll be out week one. Like, yep. oh, if they, if they somehow bumble their way through week one, gone in week two, I want to see the Tigers punch into the eight because those guys on their day can beat anyone. Yep. And I want to see the Warriors get into the eight. The Titans? Nah. Nah. Get me out of there. All right, the Tigers, so... Tigers and Warriors have to make the eight for me. Tigers and Warriors get in. Uh, who misses out then, mate? Well, the Titans go. As, as far as the other team that goes, well, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I've been just riding the Sharks since about May. But I think to fill in, yeah, to fill in that eighth spot, Titans have to go and either one of the Tigers or Warriors come out. The other seven teams in there are probably... They can probably all win the win the grand final given that on a on a given day. Although the sharks seem to be, I don't know what's going on with them at the moment. Uh, I think Case have uh, got to a point where they were pretty comfortable, and then all of a sudden realised that um, to stay where they were required a lot more uh, punch and effort than, than they'd been putting in. Yeah. and they've been yeah, uh, well, caught that's up the by. Plan they built on, isn't it? That's how they got there through that. It's not through a ridiculous amount of swear and skill no, and expertise. Been hard work, right? Busting their asses every week, and yep. I guess they're getting a bit tired. And losing Paul Gallon and, and the like does hurt when you rely on that kind of game plan. That leaves you with number that's one, it. mate. Um, I have absolutely no idea what number one could be. I'm sure you don't, mate. And it is Benny Barber. That man is... Oh, is I can't his words don't describe. He's just brilliant to watch. I want to, I've never wanted to watch a Bulldogs game more. couple of defenders. The offload comes to Barber. Up the middle. Say bye-bye. Benny's gone in the blink As I said, a little bit unusual, but as we can see, a blanky boys. It's Jackson with no one in front of him. They converge now. It's Bowen, but the offload comes. He's away Dummies flat, goes deep, and here's Jackson flicking the ball to Ben Barber! <laughs> and I really dislike the Bulldogs, but I'm coming around. These Bulldogs, I tell you what, that guy, I've never seen someone score so many lengths to fill tries in the season. It's Every time he gets awesome. the ball, you're just like, yes, here we go. Go, Benny, go, go, come on. We, it's exciting to watch. It, it just, I, I can't imagine you can enjoy watching a player more. I mean, I, I, I've grown up watching, like, Langer, Daly, Stewart, Johns, Fitler, Lockyer, all these people. Wally Lewis. Billy Slater. Billy Sl- I've watched all these guys play, and I'm just watching the bloke going, 
That is awesome. Like, that is awesome. That ain't good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, is, it's is it the best? And the consistency of this thing. Yeah. That's the main thing. He has lacked that in the last last few years, but, oh, wow, he's doing it game after game. And, I mean, everyone forgets that this, I mean, last year, he did something last year that he hasn't done yet this in this season, but entering around 26 last year, he was four tries behind Nathan Merrick going into the last game. Yep. He scored four tries to match the, the top try scorer tally last year in the last game. Now, I don't care whether he meant to do it or not, but I don't, freaks can do that kind of thing. Like, what were the odds that he was able to score four tries in his last game? And yet, this list this week he scored three, the week before he scored two. It's just, and it, it's just a beautiful thing to watch is Ben Barber in full flight. Oh, mate, he's, he's a phenomenon. And you're looking at it, I'm having a discussion with uh, some of my mates the other day talking, comparing him to Billy Slater. And I actually think Benny Barber, like if you look at pure natural ability, I think he's better than Slater. And people are going, no, look at what Slater can do. But the difference, I think, is in the fluency of the moves and the fluency of, mm. of everything that he does. He, he's just off the cuff. You can't, he, hasn't, he hasn't had to put in the million and one hours as, as Billy Slater has to keep that, you know, at the top of his fitness and just, you know, Billy Slater has, has an incredible ability to read the game and pull off these match-winning moves, but Benny Barber just, it just seems to be all, all natural. He, hasn't, he doesn't seem to have to work for it. It happens. And you, um, and you think so back. It's amazing. Think back to that, that first couple of weeks, mate, we were doing Not The Footy Show, outside the Wild Cactus. Uh, in 2010, uh, and we were calling for we were, we were calling days. for Ben Barber to get in the football field more, and Kevin Moore just refused, refused, refused. Uh, uh, yeah, good call, Kevin Teddy. Moore, mate, where are you now, son? <laughs> oh, he's got to ask himself that question. All right, uh, that's the top five <laughs> things for uh, Mac McInerney, Aka Blunty, um, mate. You've done a pretty good job. I asked for five things. I was very impressed. They're all very good. Uh, the tipping thing. Let's not talk about that because, as I just uh, and you'll hear it later on, everybody. Eyes is tipping his tipping lights out. He's been kicking everyone's butt the last couple of weeks, and it just proves that if you've got no idea, it probably helps you, uh, mate. Um, I get your tips for round number twenty-two. Not that it matters after you uh, forfeited last week. Indeed, indeed. I'm probably uh, you know dragging the chain at the, the bottom now, but um, that's all right. I'll tip for pride. Tip for pride. All right. Uh, Friday night, your dragons—they have to beat the roosters, don't they? Oh, you would want to hope so after coming off beating the Storm somehow. Um, I've got to take the Dragons. Okay, Melbourne, how many point winners over the Panthers? Oh, well, are they guaranteed? I mean, I, I thought they were guaranteed three, four out of the last five rounds. But yeah, you got to take. You got to think Melbourne if they can't down, if they can't beat the Panthers. Well, I think that's if they don't win this week, that's it for me. I'm writing them off. Go on. Declared Knights and Bulldogs, mate. This is a cracker. Could be game of the round for me. The Knights have found some form out of somewhere. Um, everyone's been waiting for it. We were all saying around about the top four beginning of the season and they just haven't delivered. But here they go. This is what we're talking about with this length of the season. Um, coming in late in the piece, they can they can make a charge um, with the personnel that they've got. I still think the doggies, though, mate, how do you stop them? Benny Barber, just give them the ball and you're going to win. Yeah. So I'm taking the dogs. All righty. Uh, the Cowboys and the Seagulls at Townsville. Another cracker. Um, I've been backing Manly week after week and they keep letting me down. The Cowboys at home, pretty tough prospect. Um, if it was in Manly, I'd probably have to say Manly, but um, I think, I think, oh, it really hurts me to say this, but I'm going to have to go to the Cowboys. I want to tip Manly. Everything inside of me wants to keep tipping them, but I can't do it anymore. I have to go to the Cowboys. Okay, Warriors and Sharks. If the Warriors win this, they stay in the top eight. If the Sharks lose this, 
they're a game from being outside the top eight. They're in danger, aren't they? Do, are they one of the teams that have the draw? Do they have the... They've got a they terrible draw. Yeah, they they had they so they're on twenty uh twenty five at the moment the sharks. So basically, if if the likes of the Titans and the Tigers etc win this weekend, then they'd only be a point ahead of those. Basically, the game they lost to the Panthers last week is what's going to hurt them if they miss the finals. They had to win that game. Mate, I think this is in New Zealand, yeah. Yep. Oh, I think the Warriors the Warriors have to take this one. They've got it. They need to show me something too. The Sharks just have. They've, I don't know. They've lost their way. Got to tip the Warriors. Okay, Raiders and Broncos uh, battle of the two dud sides. What is going on with the Broncos? That's another team that <laughs> just absolutely choked. Um, and Canberra, oh, so hot and cold. I have to take Brisbane. I think just given Canberra is just too hot and cold for me. Yeah. I still believe that Brisbane is a top four and that they can win the GF if they if they start getting their act together. Okay, Titans and the Rabbitohs. Oh, I've got to take the rabbits. I know the Titans have been on a roll, but wow. What's the rabbits now? At least five in a row. Yeah, How it's, many is it? it's significant. Um, couldn't tell you off the top of my head, actually. Oh, and, oh, they're looking so good. I know G.I. is not, not around. How, when does he come back, by the way? Okay, G.I. is back in around 24, and Isaac Luke's back next week. Okay, okay. Well, Johnny Sutton actually played out of his skin on the weekend, so that's nice to see, because we've always said he's had the ability. I was wondering who was in the number six, actually. It didn't look like Johnny Sutton to me. Okay, and finally, uh, Eels get another week off. They take on the Tigers Monday night at Campbelltown. Oh, Tigers. Just saw Benji in the view, though. Is he too tricky? Is he too flary? Too many big plays. Claims that he knows he, he knows what he has to do to improve his team's form. Um, Pull his finger yeah, out. I think, I think the Tigers have to be too good. I know power on a bit of a run, but it's got to end, surely. Yeah, you'd think so. I actually spoke to the Eels coach today. I'm doing some stuff for their website. Um and I'll bring this up with Maddie as well later, but, mate, I'm just so impressed by how coaches who have got a little window of opportunity and how their attitude is different to the ones that have got a whole year to prepare. Like, That's it. Mate, oh, you can read it on the Para Eels website this week, everybody, but uh, Brad Arthur is he's impressing, impressing me with the way he's taking um, the attitude towards these last five or six games. The bloke just knows that what's he got to lose? Everything he's ever yeah. wanted to try is going to happen in these last um, six weeks for the Eels. So if I'm an Eels fan, congratulations. You've got a guy who's going to um, probably set you up pretty well for when Ricky Stewart turns up uh, next year. That's it, that's it. Okay, fried yeah, rice, mate. <laughs> fried rice. I need five selections. Um, I, know that's, I know that's a few. Uh, obviously, who did you just... Melbourne are up there. They'll be taken, so I can take them off the list for you. Um, Melbourne and who? Melbourne are definitely off the table because they'll, they'll go in the first two selections. Um, All right, well, let's pick Melbourne and... Uh, well, I have to throw them in there. Dragons? Take up one selection. Dragons? Oh, do I go with the Dragons? <laughs> yeah, I think they've got enough to take take on the Roosters. Let's look in the Dragons. Uh, you got Knights, Bulldogs... Uh, you got, you got, sorry, you got Bulldogs, Cowboys, Warriors, Broncos, Rabbitohs, Tigers. I've got to take the Bulldogs. Okay. Let's go there, number three. Number four. Tigers? Ooh. No, but Broncos? No, I'm not. Broncos? Not that. Broncos? Broncos against... Canberra? Canberra. Oh, Warriors? They could, lose that. they could lose that game, but I'm going to go Brisbane. All right, Broncos, and, lock it in. And one more, Warriors, Rabbitohs, or this Tigers? This will be the one I end up with. This will be the one you end up with, yeah. Who the Rabbits got? Rabbits goes the Titans in on the Gold Coast. Oh, tough game. Tough game. 
There he is, everybody. Where are you now? Has made an appearance. Uh, you can check out what he looks like in a James Blunt album cover on Facebook right now. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, I will definitely catch up with you shortly. I'm actually up to the Knights Bulldogs this weekend for work. So uh, I'll, just, I'll just wave to you from the press box, shall I? No worries, man. I'll be looking for you. <laughs> very good. Uh, Mac Nicknoni, thanks very much. And we'll speak to you, hopefully, before the end of the season here on Not The Footy Show. Always a pleasure. Enjoy the show, fellas. I'm not sure if this is what Not The Footy Show has come to, but Matt Spillane is a special preview of the movie I recommended on Twitter tonight. Stranger Than Fiction, everybody. As Ben Siller would say... Do it. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you Miss Apple? Yes. Am I interrupted? Yes. I'm the assistant your publisher's hired. The publishers think I have writer's block. Do you have writer's block? I don't know how to kill Harold Crick. This is a story about a man named Harold Crick. Harold lived a life of solitude. He would walk home alone. He would eat alone. When others' minds would fantasize about their upcoming day... Hello? Harold just counted brush strokes. All right, who just said Harold just counted brush strokes? Dave, I'm being followed. How are you being followed? You're not moving. It's by a woman's voice. She's narrating. Oh. Harold couldn't concentrate on his work. I can't think while you're talking. You have a voice speaking to you. About me. Accurately and with a better vocabulary. Harold found himself exasperated. Shut up! Cursing the heavens in futility. No, I'm not. I'm cursing you, you stupid voice. So shut up and leave me alone! So you're the young gentleman who called me about the narrator. The thing to determine conclusively is whether you're in a comedy or a tragedy. Have you met anyone recently who might loathe the very core of you? I'm an IRS agent. Get bent, tax man! Everyone hates me. Well, that sounds like a comedy. Have you written anything new today? Figured out how to kill Harold Quick. Little did he know that events have been set in motion that would lead to his imminent death. What? Why? Hello? Come on! It is oh, goody. This woman, Karen Eiffel, one of my favorite authors. That's her. That's the voice. She's the narrator. Karen Eiffel, my name is Harold Crick. I believe you're writing a story about me. Is this a joke? You have to understand that this isn't a story to me. It's my life. I won't live. I need to speak to Karen Eiffel. I'm one of her characters. I'm sorry? I'm in her new book, and she's going to kill me. How exciting is that? Do it. Okay, everybody, it's time for May Duncan, the Doctor. I'm not the footy show. G'day, Doctor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> very, very well. Uh, everybody, May Duncan is on the phone from up there in Queensland. He had a bit of a limited role last week because of the uh, full house down here at Not The Footy Show Central. But, mate, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've listened to the show. What would you make of it? I did. It was a lot of fun, was it? It was good to listen. It sounded like it had a lot of fun. I, I liked the format. Yeah, so do I. And uh, nobody's here tonight. So uh, they obviously loved it too. Uh, <laughs> mate, uh, we've got to talk... We've got to talk about uh, a few pertinent matters uh, in rugby league, as we always do on Not The Footy Show in the Round 22 preview. But, buddy, the big one is, I don't know if you've caught wind of a, a new book out called Gaz, Mark Gazney's autobiography. 
Neither did I, and apparently, according to the top of the uh, the book cover I'm looking at right now, it says, uh, The Autobiography of a League Legend. Discuss. Right, there you go. On, on Mark Gazzeri, is it? <laughs> Very good point. Uh, what do you reckon? Uh, is that just a bit too uh, liberal with the headline, or what? Well, there's one on a, a, about being in a cab, I believe, uh, during Origin time at some point, um, allegedly. Oh, right. uh, there's one on that, and that's that's a big one. It's, I think it's just two words, fire up, and that's the whole the whole chapter. But um, what do you? I don't get it. Like, I, he's done, he's had a look. He, he came in as a fresh face in 2000. Um, was one of those players that uh, New South Wales thought was the future of their centres. So let Greg Inglis go play for your lot. What what has he done in his career that that particularly impressed you? If he wants to sell a book, wants to make some money, go for it. I'm not begrudging that fact. But league legend, I don't know. Uh, Mark Gazniak, he's done more than me in rugby league. Don't get me wrong. I'm not having a, a crack at what he's done. I just think as a player, there was some unfulfilled potential there for sure. And the term legend just seems a little bit, a teeny tiny bit disrespectful for the guy who shared his name a few years before him. Absolutely well, Jess. Um, no, very interesting. But anyway, so anyway, it seems like the thing to do is to release a a book when you retire, so regardless of what you've done. And interestingly enough, he's uh, pictured with the red V on his chest. I'm surprised it's not in the pink of uh, Stade de France in the super uh, competition, super rugby competition over there in Europe. That was a fine time for him. Mate, we have to also ask ourselves a question about, I'm just going to look it up um, right now. Do you know if uh, Anthony Watmo's got off, mate? She beat uh, Alicia Coots uh, this morning and Steph Rice. How have people not jumped all over her name? How much of a 12th man name is it? Have you heard it? Yeah, I have. And yeah, she won, has just stormed to the front. Can you believe it? She's taken out gold from uh, We Do Ping and Yay We Won is third. Hearing is just beginning, and I think 
uh, what's his name? Travis Burns gets nine weeks. There you go. The intentional high tackle that had him out for 16 or something. So can you explain to me how that happens? No. <laughs> yeah, I've given up as well. Uh, the one thing about... <laughs> The one thing about that, those charges, mate, and, and we've already, um, on one of the other podcasts I do with dreamteamers.com.au, is sort of discussed the whole, if they're charging Watmo for what he did, how many players are in trouble in the next four weeks? Well, if, if consistency is there, a lot was, a lot, but we know we know that's not the case with the Jake District. I just, I'm, I'm confused because they, you know, it's the kind of thing that if you did decide to do that, either in the trials, the pre-season trials, or the first couple of weeks, you can get away with it, and and you can be sort of consistent, but as, as if they're going to suspend, you know, players that have been very good at it for a long period of time, and as far as the rules are concerned, they've been okay with doing it, they're not going to suspend them, so why do they start with Anthony Watmo? And, and this time of the season, I've got no, I've got no idea, and I, I think they just try and find one thing a week was, just to get on not the free show for us to talk about, I'm convinced <laughs> they do. Yeah, we were struggling for topics this week, but uh, as you may have heard already, everyone... Nick McInerney started off with his five moments since Origin and, uh, of course, everything about the Dragons. Uh, buddy, we had a tweet, uh, no, a message on our Facebook page He just uh, from Andrew Wales, who's a, a loyal listener. And he says, apparently there's a 0.02% chance that Parama can make the top eight. Do you agree with that? Uh, no, they can't make the top eight. <laughs> Do you reckon they can win the rest of their games? Uh, you saw them play no. Monday night. buzzword at the heels at the moment is the word energy and I think they've produced plenty of that to beat your blokes on the weekend excuse me daddy I'm doing my tips we got to get to the round 22 preview with the odds uh, there's no GT this week but I do have tips I do have uh, betting options that he has sent through uh, good old GT's tips although I think the last couple of weeks haven't been that kind to him but judging by how we've all tipped mate that makes sense oh it's been a, it's been a horror few rounds I've given up in all all tipping Tom Somgonski, so it's it's been a horror few weeks. And, I was in, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was in contention. Like GT's tipping at something in the canoeing or something in the. Oh mate, he has. Uh, I hope you I hope you've got on that. I think it's in a couple of days' time. Uh, but yeah. uh, he 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 basically got to sign that. Uh, everybody, as you may know, he's uh, he works for a betting company over there in the UK, and he's been assigned to become the slalom expert, the canoe slalom expert. So uh, yeah, if you're on his website, that's where you want to be. That's gttips.co.uk. There you go. GT gave you a free plug because you give us some tips. Friday night, mate, the Roosters are 250. The Dragons, 155. Plus five and a half for the Roosters. I actually didn't mind what I saw from the Roosters on Friday night. They had a go. Oh, look, what it was. They looked really good early. I had picked the Roosters and I was, I was cheering. They played a pretty good brand of football. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad game, actually. Um, yeah, two teams that, yeah, they haven't had the, the most consistent of the years, but... Both showing a little bit of late, but I think the Dragons should account for them. I disagree. I'm going with the Roosters because, well, you know that I don't like the Dragons. But um, I don't know. If they can just hold the ball after they get a lead, they might be a chance. The Dragons, I know they beat the Storm last week, but the Storm forgot how to tackle near the line. That was the only reason that the Dragons scored any points. Or Brett Morris ran 90 metres. I, I wasn't that impressed. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they, they weren't, weren't super impressive, but yeah, they, they've done enough, and at this time of year, sometimes that's all you have to do is get the two points and bank those two points. No, let's just go with the Roosters. I'm throwing caution to the wind, like you last two weeks have been atrocious. I've got to do something to try and make it up. 
Melbourne Storm. Uh, by the way, uh, to quote the great man GT, it's a new bit game. Uh, Storm, <laughs> Storm and Panthers on Saturday afternoon. Melbourne at dollar twenty six. Penrith four dollars. The line at the moment is plus ten and a half. What do you think? GT has told you to trust in Bellamy. Put everything you own, even your children, on the Melbourne Storm. They're going to smash them. If this doesn't, if it doesn't happen this week, he's convinced it won't happen at all. So you might as well go out in a blaze of glory. He reckons the correct line this match is 18 points, not 10 and a half. Sounds like a good plan. Melbourne, they're specials. They'll smash Penrith. Penrith are very, very average. They beat the Sharks last week. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, Knights and Bulldogs. Uh, this is shaping up as a pretty decent game, mate. Your Knights, they're the team you tipped that could make a bit of a run. They went down to Canberra, and Canberra handed them two points because, simply put, the Knights wanted it more. It's as, as simple as I can put it, uh, as I just said. Uh, Knights are two fifty at home. Canterbury, $1.55. Five and a half points to Newcastle. What are you thinking? Uh, I would have liked about a seven and a half line there was to get me interested. I, I, I give the Knights a hope, but oh, how, you know, how do they contain Benny Barber? He's, you know, he, he's good for at least two tries, you'd say, and probably set up another. Uh, it, Knights are a hope, but uh, you can't tip all bet against the Bulldogs. Yeah, I, I got stung last week. I thought the Cowboys might have uh, put it to the Dogs with Joel Romello at halfback, but you know the Dogs got out to that early lead, and, and that's been the key to their wins the last two games. They beat the Seagulls uh, and the Cowboys because they scored two tries in no time at all and backed their defence to hold them out, and it was the simple thing. And I, I just don't know if Newcastle can win if they give up a start again. Oh, I, I don't think so. Not against the Bulldogs, like you said, was they... They, those early tries are, are causing the, the other teams to deviate from the game plan that they go in with, and, and, and their defence is good enough to, to hold it hold out against there. They're, they're the form team at the moment, and yeah, Knights will give them a run for their money, but I, I think this is the game that look will be close, and then maybe 60, 65 minutes, Bulldogs might really run away with it. Okay, I think if you are going to put a bet on this game, a five and a half. If it goes out to six, six and a half, then I reckon the Knights aren't a bad option, but I can't pick them, even though I definitely will be cheering for them uh, against the Dogs. Now, the Cowboys and the Seagulls, this is in Townsville. Cowboys are $1.77, Manly two ten. They've gone from Brookvale to Perth, back to Brookvale, then they're going to Townsville. They're plus two points. How big a factor do you think travel is going to be in this game? going to be somewhat of a, a factor was you know that's that's a lot of travel they're not playing great great footy you know they, they were lucky to get out of jail last week cowboys at home yeah good bet of the weekend i think okay uh i'm a bit torn here because i thought the cowboys had their chances against the dogs and i don't know i i don't understand why jason tamalolo is still not in the team um you look at that bench it's mitchell thorby sims bolton very similar kind of options coming off the bench in the, in the different ones they're trying to cover. And I just think they need something off the bench to, to counter what um, effectively Manly will throw at them, which is George Rose, who can make an impact. Um, Jane Oliver, I think, is extremely underrated. I, I like the bench of the Seagulls, and I actually think the fact that the Cowboys also played in Sydney last weekend means that there's a bit of a travel element for them. 
If they'd played at home last weekend and they were playing home again, I couldn't touch Manly, but I'm actually going to go with Manly uh, as a bit of a point of difference this week. I think they will beat the Cowboys, and GT agrees with me. He says, back Manly. North Queensland are the wrong favourites. There you go. I'm all on my line. <laughs> no, you got everybody else tipping uh, Cowboys with you, mate. You're not alone. Uh, Warriors and Sharks. Uh, we've discussed it already through the show, but the Sharks, mate, they've got a three-point gap on eighth. But the problem for them is their draw is atrocious, and they're playing the Warriors in Auckland. Uh, it's $1.55 for the Warriors, two fifty for the Sharks, plus five and a half. Paul Gowan will play. Todd Carney, extremely unlikely. They're on the treadmill a bit, the Sharks. I think they're running past it. But no one nowhere was. Uh, Warriors are a terrible team. I hate tipping them, but especially when I, I think they're good teams, but I, I think they are good teams this week. So for all the Sharkies fans out there, get excited. So uh, I'm tipping the Warriors here. <laughs> GT agrees with the other fans you're making excited today. He says, if Carney and Gallon play, plus five and a half isn't a bad bet, which probably isn't a bad uh, thought, but as I said, Carney has an ab tear, um, and that's a worry because if he's got no core strength, you know, he's not going to do general play kicking. He's not going to take the line on. He's going to be there catching and passing. Uh, it's not what you want out of your five-eighth when Jeff Robson is your halfback. Then we get to the superstar game of the weekend, mate. How can you hold your enthusiasm for this match? Canberra versus Brisbane. The line is two and a half points, Canberra. Two twenty, the Raiders. One dollar seventy, the Broncos. And they've still got Peter Walton halfback. Good grief, Lawrence. What a, what a terrible game this will be if, they, if both teams play the form of, of last round. How bad were the Bronx? How, how awful! In, in my in my defence, as a Canberra fan, I impassionedly say that Canberra were just as bad. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that, Wallace. I'll give you that. Um, maybe we should just sit down and put a, a game from '94 or '95. Sounds good. You know, Instead, rather than put us through the misery of watching this game. Look, Canberra have had two home games in the last month with their season basically riding on the result, and they've conceded uh, 70 points. The Broncos, last on Monday night, had a chance to basically stay not only in the top four race, but secure their top eight spot, and they got run over by a team that sacked their coach two weeks ago. (laughs) Yet Hoffenbach uh, is... Corey Parker, any chance, or is he basically really struggling with the medial? No, the new, on the on the news tonight, Wally Lewis reads our news up here, and the, the tip is he'll he'll play Corey Parker. So yeah, he, he looks like he'll come back, and let's hope he he strengthens up some of those those gaps we've seen in defence, which were atrocious. The only thing I can, and it's more hope than anything with yep. the Broncos, is it's sometimes one of these thrashings is what you need. The, the week before they. They, they played terrible and went down by four to the Titans. So I think there's a mindset there sometimes with the players that oh, we played bad, but we didn't get beat by that much. There's not a lot of change we need to do. The week before, they they were fairly ordinary against the Warriors, didn't score many points and still won. So I think maybe the, the loss is the, the clean-out mentally they need to have and, and maybe this will be the bounce-back game. But probably that's more hope than anything else. OK, throw so two things at you. One is... Other Broncos, for the next couple of weeks at least, a better team with Ben Hunt or Peter Wallace at halfback? On current form was, uh, I don't think I've seen a player playing in, in worse form uh, than, than Peter Wallace at the moment. He's so down on conference, whether there's an injury there or something going on, and he, he's like, I don't know, there's, there's something up because he, he can't, you know, I know you don't have wraps on him at the best time, but he, <laughs> he he's played well. Awful. Mate, start of the year, he's he played well. You've got to have Ben Hunt 
in that tight agreement at the moment, I think. And I'm um, uh, not blowing the trumpet to everybody, but I was speaking with the, the Eels coach this afternoon. Their game plan was Rennie Matua, run it, Peter Wallace all night, and the problem for the Broncos was they didn't try and stop it. It, it just kept happening, and it killed Peter Wallace in the game. Yeah, it was, so that's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. He, he had nothing. The second part, what's the deal with your bench? Why aren't you picking anyone else? Have you got uh, anyone else? Well, I don't think we've got anyone else left, Lawrence. I think that's that's the problem. There's, we're a bit low on troops there at the moment, so I, I don't know. It's it's, it's fairly lacklustre bench, but um, it's, there's I'm a massive fan of Griffin, as you know, and have been for a long time. But some of his use of the bench this year has, you know, left me scratching my head. Is the the issue with the Broncos is, is two things I want to bring up. One is Gus Gould was spot on earlier in the year, where he said this is a strong football side. They look like they're physically stronger, faster, fitter than most other teams. He was spot on. The danger all was always that was going to be that you taper out as the season goes on um, if you're putting in that much effort at the start of the season. The second part of it is, and it's related to, I guess, the guys like the Alex Glens and, and Matt Gillette. Alex Glenn, once he's moved out of the back row, he's basically getting no ball and he's being, I reckon, poorly used out in the centres. Matt Gillette is almost playing too much football. Is that a fair argument? against him ever coming into the starting side. So he's, he's the best interchange player. You know, he was, he was enormous at the start of the year where he'd come on as that, that impact player just when the, the defence was starting to tire. He, he, his form was that good. He kind of forced his way into the side, into the Origin, Origin team on the back of that. But, yeah, he, he's he's better playing, you know, with, with fresh legs coming off the bench. Yeah, and, and he's playing that that kind of quasi-prop role as well, which is not his go either. So, no. yeah, I agree with that totally. Is there any options you guys have got in the outside backs apart from with Church to come in? Uh, basically was, no. There's there's a couple of guys, uh, Nathaniel Barnes and, and Dan Wallace. Dan yep. Wallace has played a bit of... Uh, both, both those guys played Queensland residents and they both played for Winner Manly here in the, in the local comp. They're under contract with the Bronx, they're, they're speedy wingers slash centers. That'd be your option. But yeah, knowing Cook, he's probably not going to throw a couple of young boys in in this time of the year. So if they're on the radar. They probably would have already had a, had a go going down. All righty. Well, there's the thing. As to the tips, I think we both go on Brisbane because Canberra. Well, we've seen them play, and at least Brisbane are still some hope. Get to a pretty good game in the afternoon. Uh, this is at Skill Park. Hopefully, they get twenty thousand here because um, there's never been a better time for Gold Coast fans to turn up. Titans and Rabbitohs. The Titans are two twenty-five at home. South Sydney a dollar sixty-six plus three and a half for the Titans. Last week I got a, I broke my embargo on the Gold Coast Titans. I'm continuing. I think they'll beat the Bunnies. No, I like the Bunnies. I, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of, of how they're going at the moment. <clears throat> but um, I, I'm, I'm prepared to take them at minus three and a half too. I, I think the Titans run comes to the end here. Okay, maybe I just changed my mind and listen to you. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't know. I, my worry with the Bunnies is um, Sam Burgess had his hamstring strapped with ice at the end of the last week. Still, And I think you, you you probably don't miss Greg Inglis and Isaac Luke until the week after. Do you know what I mean? Like, that first I week... Do, yeah, yeah, I know. You, you kick yourself up for that game. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And it's, a, it's a travel. It's away from their fan. I, I don't know. This is a danger game for the Bunnies. I think... I, I don't know. I just... I, I, no Inglis, no Luke... Burgess in doubt. For some reason, I'm picking those Titans who woke up and remembered how to play football. They probably get Ashley Harrison back. Greg Bird won't play, but 
Ash Harrison is a big in for the Titans. Uh, finally, that leaves us with the Tigers and the Eels. Uh, I have no idea. Dollar uh, sixty two Tigers two thirty five. The Eels plus four for the Eels. What are your thoughts? Uh, 80, uh, 90 minute draw was. <laughs> That'd be paying decent money, so uh, maybe you just recommend that to everybody. Yep, at least at least take the eighty minute draw as well. I think I think this will go to Golden Point. I think I... It's just got that Monday night feel about it. It'll go to Golden Point was and. Who wins it from there, I don't know. Whoever's got the, the best field goal shooting. Come on, come on. One, Pick a team, pick a team. Uh, the, the Eels. <laughs> Tigers fans, they thank you. All right, May Duncan has predicted the rest of the game. So have I. Look, fried rice, there's a bit of a controversy, everybody. The young lady who has been tipping ridiculously well, she was 17 for 20 going into this last week. She got her tip wrong. She picked Melbourne Storm and then has not sent her tips in this week. We're a chance, mate. We're a chance, because she gets uh, she gets the Dragons away. That's actually not a bad tip. That's, that's pretty good, actually. Actually, no, I'm going to change... No, the rules are, basically, if you don't submit your tips, you don't submit your fried rice, you go to the end. So we'll work it out uh, how it goes. Basically, I need your tips, mate. Um, it looks like Melbourne are off the ladder. Yep. Um, so, so Melbourne's gone? Yep. Uh, rabbits. Rabbits for you. That leaves me looking at this going, who the heck do you pick? Uh, give me the... Look, I've been death riding the um, Sharks for a while, so give me the Warriors as my fried rice. Mac Nicanerni is going to take the Dragons, so that takes that one away from Maria. DC has gone on a strike, he reckons, because he can't believe he's 7 from 20 for the year. He reckons he's not going to tip fried rice again, so he gets... Uh, away team number two, which is the Panthers. And Ouch. would you believe Maria Cialis, the queen of rugby league, she gets the Bulldogs. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's yeah, absolute rot. How, do, how does this happen? It's just, she's destined. We're just buying copious amounts of fried rice for the queen of rugby league. Um, there was one other tip that I had to give for GT, and that was he actually liked the, uh, the Titans as well in the Rabbitohs game. All right, that's pretty much not the footy show, everybody. Maddie Duncan does a uh, radio show called Sports Fever every Thursday morning. And because this goes out late on a Wednesday night, you're actually a chance to listen to it. So, uh, mate, plug away. Yeah, big show tomorrow was. We're talking to uh, leading point scorer in uh, the Queensland Cup this year, Liam Georgetown, the regular flinger. Penrith fans might remember him. I think he might play yep. one first grade game. He's a, he's a regular on, there, on your show, isn't he? He's a regular, isn't he, on your show? Yeah, Liam, he's the club captain of Redcliffe, so we get him on, on every now and again. So he's on. We're also talking to 1998 uh, Commonwealth Games bronze medalist Gavin Hunter. He's going to give us a rundown on the Australians' hopes in the track and field coming up in the Olympics. Also some local rugby union and rugby league. So action-packed show as always. That's 1015fm.com.au. I'm pretty sure you can stream the show. At least I hope you can. Uh, last time I checked, it didn't work. But I think it still works now, doesn't it, mate? We're back, was. We're back. The construction is over uh, next door, apparently, to the studio. Now, before we go, was can I have another 12th man impersonation? <laughs> uh, yes, you can, Matthew Duncan. Uh, it's been nice being with you tonight. We'll speak to you next week. Another free show. Oh, beautiful work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew Duncan, everybody. Uh, he's a great man, at Mr Peninsula, and he also votes in the NL Tweet Player of the Year Awards, so uh, get amongst that. Good work, was. What cologne are you going to go with? London gentleman, or wait, no, 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 hold on. 
Blackbeard's delight. No. She gets a special cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> it stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. Pepsi. All right, there he was. May Duncan, and I apologize. My 12th man impersonations. I bet do some actual work on them. And uh, one more segment here on The Footy Show. Talk to you soon. But now as the officials gather, this is officialdom gone berserk here at the Sydney Aquatic oh, Centre. We have, we, yes, why not? Why not give the kids from so, Tajikistan and Nigeria a go? So, and now we have the fast of Musambani trying to qualify from Equatorial Guinea in heat one of the 100 metres free. Roy, take us through it. OK, off he goes. Uh, let's look at his style's like. He's um, looking very, very good. He's, for my age, he's going out a, a bit too early. hard. <laughs> early. He <laughs> might struggle a little bit in the last 25. I don't know. He's, he's thrashing about there. Like, like, uh, An egg beater. Well, yeah. listen, the Heat 1 has been robbed of a lot of its glamour and interest with the scratchings of Bari and Oropov. Roy? But I tell you what I like about the bloke. She likes to put his head up and have a look where the end of the lane is. Where the end of the where the block is at the other end, because you don't want to bang your head or anything like that. Equatorial Guinea has no swimming pools, and so it's probably wise to look for the end of the lane here. That's and you'll right. notice the camera look at, at the bottom of the ball. Let's have a look at this. Yes. A little bit slow, but he's got the, the right idea. He's got the mechanics of it down, Roy. And this is the Olympic spirit writ large here at the Sydney Aquatic Centre this morning in heat one of the 100 metres free as we see a one competitor race, sole competitor from it's Equatorial Guinea, Eric Musambani. Roy, bring it home. Bring the boy home, Roy. <laughs> it's only the uh, the clock he's beating now, HG. Let's see if he can now get a record. Let's see if he can get a record. Now, we know the world record's about 48 seconds, do we? Something like that? Correct. He's up to 1.07. We thought he'd struggle in that in the last half of the second lap, HG, and he is. He Here is he comes now. He's got, Come on, Eric. He's got a chance to get the Equatorial Guinea record, though, and I think he's right on target for the Equatorial Guinea what record. What is the Equatorial History Guinea record, in the making. It's I think 151. It's 153, I think, Roy. 153. 153. 80, which Eric holds. Here's a very big chance. He's got a very big chance to go under the Equatorial Guinea record. Come on, Eric. Heat one of the 100 metres free here at the City Come on, Eric, put in. Lot of support here today. Go, Eric. Go, Eric. Eric, bring it in. Come on, Eric. Come on, Eric. You, you can, can get there. Come Two left, man. You've only got a little bit left. There's the end of the pool. Come on. Okay, Brian, that time of the week again, and we've made room for him. Eyes, the man with the plan, Stan, is on the show to talk about those mighty Canberra Raiders. How are you, champion? Good. You always say good. Anything else for us? Any different words? No. Oh, same material as last time. Buddy, I said the mighty Canberra Raiders, but unfortunately, not so mighty anymore. We lost again, this time to the Knights. <sighs> I'm going to tell my dad. Because <laughs> he goes to the Knights, doesn't he? Yeah, but I have good news. I have good news, buddy. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, guess where we're going? To the thing. To the thing? What thing? To the caverns. 
Canberra Raiders versus Penrith Panthers. Yep. Yes. <laughs> hey, we're going in a couple of Sundays' time. Let me just find the date. The 12th of August, so two Sundays' time, we're going to Penrith Park to watch the Raiders play the Panthers. Is that Penrith? It's the one we went to last year. Oh, same place? Same place. Okay. Uh, but you'll get to go see Josh Papali play for the first time, the Papaya King. You're looking forward to that? Are you going to yell out from the sideline, Go, Papaya King! <laughs> you can have a go. Have a go. Have a go. Go, Papaya King! <laughs> Very cool. All right, let's get to your tips for round number 22, buddy. You are on fire. You are tipping better than everybody in the whole competition at the moment. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know why or how, but I've been going terribly, and you've been going really well. So let's see if we can get some more tips from you, okay? They can't. Roosters versus Dragons, mate. Roosters. Okay, we've got the Storm and the Panthers. Panthers. The Knights and the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I'll be going to this game, mate, uh, to write on the Knights website and the Bulldogs website, so that's pretty cool, isn't it? Mm. Okay, the Cowboys and the Seagulls. Cowboys. The Warriors and the Sharks. The Raiders and the Broncos? Raiders. Yeah, unfortunately. The Titans and the Rabbitohs? Rabbitohs. And the Tigers play the Eels? Tigers. Okay, so there's his tips, everybody. He's got the Roosters, the, St- uh, the Panthers, the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, the Warriors, the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, and the Tigers to win in round 22. And the way he's been tipping everyone, you got to listen Uncle. to the man. Yes, dude. Uncle. Yeah. Wait, mommy, uh, Uncle, I, no, Uncle, can I just tell one Bobby? Mum, I'm the best checker in the whole competition. Out of everyone in the competition. All right, mate. Well, uh, we're going to let you go. But as we let you go, uh, I told a story on the footy show last week about Nathan Highmarsh and a little present that he gave a young kid. Um, what did he give the kid? He gave him, he gave him a pair of shorts. He was talking to him. And he said, hey, kid, do you want my shorts? And he took his shorts. So have you got a message for Nathan Highmarsh? Hey, Heidi, how about a pair of shorts, please? What do you think? Oh, I love it. Great stuff. Yeah, you look like, uh, just like a rich cowboy who came riding in off the farm. Hey, do me a favor. Tip your hat for it. Just tilt it forward. Come on. I like it where it is. No, seriously, come on, do it. Do it. Will you, will you stop with that? That voice makes you sound crazy. It's not making me sound crazy. It makes me sound like Maury Finkel, founder of Finkel Fixtures, biggest lighting fixture chain in the Southland. Oh, it's a little voice and a character. You got a whole backstory. That's good. Yeah, little touches. You know, little touches, little details. You want to make the character full, real. What are you going to do? What's your character? All right, everyone. That's not the Footy Show episode 118. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've had Mac Nick and Ernie, Aka James Blunt, Matty Duncan from up there in Queensland, and of course, Eyes brought us home. So if you're up there at Penrith in a couple of weeks' time and uh, you actually recognise my ugly mug, come and say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to happen. And uh, we'll see if those Monty Raiders can beat the Panthers in a game no one, apart from my nephew, is looking forward to watching. Check us out on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash NRL podcast. Grab me at NRL tweet. And, of course, you can grab the uh, go to the iTunes page and give us a rating on the show. Look, the numbers say that you're listening. There's not many of you voting, so help, please.
please, something. And of course, the preview, which everyone loves, with the late mail, which is basically everything that I hear, everyone, and I'm relatively well connected, relatively, uh, goes up there on Thursday evening, and most of it is reasoned late mail. It's not just what I've ever read in the paper and stuff. A lot of times, uh, we sort of predict those things on our Tuesday injured list. You can check that out at wdnicholson.com. That's W-D-N-I-C-O-L-S-O-N.com. Talk to you soon on Not The Footy Show. And next week, more people in the studio. At least that's the hope. Just go away now. I've had a gut call with you the whole game. Oh, I see. Pepsi. Making it through another episode of Not the Footy Show. Not an impossible task, but pretty close to it. You've been sleeping over there.